What will we do with the drunken sailor? What will we do with the drunken sailor? What will we do with the drunken sailor? It's like early in the morning or early rise in the morning. Early in the morning. I don't remember the I think early, early in the morning. morning. Great. Um, early in the morning. I forgot the last line. I'm doing great, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> What's poppin' y'all? Welcome to Post Finale. I am your host, Uncut Madeira. I'm an actor and a musician who hasn't seen a lot of films, so to keep my friends happy and potentially provide a new perspective on some popular films, I'm on a quest to change that. I'm never on this quest alone, however. Once again, I am joined by teacher and director and my friend, Adam Deer. Adam, how are you doing? Hey, Uncut. Yeah, great, mate. Good to be back for round two. Uh, yeah. Yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Before we jump into round two, I'm putting you on the spot here because I have not told you about this question. <laughs> but I know you're usually, you know, behind the scenes and directing. But if you were to play a character in this movie, who would you want to play? Ooh, uh, that is a good question. Uh, I'm I'm going to try and avoid being Truman because <laughs> I just feel that that's just too easy. To say, yeah, the lead character. I think it'd be fun to play his dad. Okay. In some in some way, but I I don't know. I feel like I I don't know that sound might be a bit weird, but yeah, I think that would be fun just to play this kind of homeless this guy who was an actor and then just lost the plot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that might Fair be fun. Enough. Uh, yeah. Or his wife. Nice. I don't know. Or, or Truman's or wife, wife. I'm not sure. Truman's yeah. wife. I think that you would be a fantastic wife for Truman. Let, Thanks, let's put mate. it this way. I appreciate you, that. You can't be worse than Meryl. Like, mm. she was terrible at her job. You can't be worse than yeah. that. So, like, the bar is already really low, but I have faith yeah. that you would be a fantastic wife for Truman. I really appreciate so. that. I'll yeah, yeah, know yeah. that down and tell people in future that you said that. Yeah, for sure. Um, by all means, look, this is about to be plastered on the internet. People are going to be able to find it at some point in time, yeah. if they're ever curious. The, these words yeah. were said. But where we left off, Truman just headed out with Meryl, pretty much Meryl's leaving. And Marlon has explained that, hey, Truman, like you kind of started spiraling and all of this after you thought you saw your dad. Turns out it was his dad. And we're back in the real world with a TV presenter. So this is someone else not in Truman's world. And we learned that his name is Mike Michelson. Did they run out of names? Like, is that all you could figure out? You literally just used the same name twice and just extended it the second time. But he's the host of True Talk. I'm not sure how effective this show is supposed to be and how often it comes on if all you're talking about is the Truman show. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I I think you could probably do a weekly show. Fair. If it was weekly, I would understand it. But it, I don't know. It felt like it was more than weekly. And I was like, okay, yeah. this seems a bit excessive. Like, you're already watching this person for 24 hours. And now you want to talk about someone else. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. I don't I'm trying understand to think how it. they did it with, like, how Big Brother does it. Can't remember if that's, like, every day. they. But then, you know... The Big Brother doesn't last forever, so it's a bit that of a different true. thing. You know, I don't so yeah. really know how Big Brother works because I've never seen an episode of Big Brother. I have a general idea of what's going on, but it's you're not don't... really missing out on much. Sorry to all the Big <laughs> Brother fans out there, but yeah, it's not really. 
Yeah. Um, you just I watch do watch television. Yeah. I watch television. Sometimes I watch reality television. Just Big Brother has never piqued my interest even. Like I've just never been curious on what goes on there. But yeah, we learn that this show, True Talk, is a forum for issues growing out of the show. And tonight they have something very special. It's an interview with the show's creator. And so they are heading to the Lunar Room. And they are live on the 221st floor of the Omnicam Ecosphere, where we f- will find the world's greatest televisionary. It's the designer and the architect of the world within a world. And we are, of course, talking about Christoph. And Christoph's just chilling in the moon, looking down on Sea Haven like Zeus is looking down on Olympus. Or not, he's on Olympus looking down onto Earth from Olympus. That's what I meant. And I also like how he just has, like, one name, like Cher or Beyonce. Like, it's just, this is Kristoff. Like, he's so big. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. And, I mean, he's just this. I, I like, I always think about his backstory. I'm just like, who the heck is this guy? You know, where did he get, how did he get in this position? You know, where did he get his money from? You know, you know um, was it, yeah, like, how did he get this thing going? Who were the executives that were like, okay, like, we're gonna do this. Like, you seem like you have a really good idea. That's what I really want to know, is who were the executives that said it's okay to just do this to a human being? Like, Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, but you know, we've done some pretty weird things, so. We have done some very weird things in this world, and welcome to the world, ladies and gentlemen. You live in it. (laughs) So, Mike's Thanks, Christoph, for being there. And then it says that the catalyst for the recent dramatic events that have happened on the Truman Show is that Truman's father, Kirk, has attempted to infiltrate the show. This is, I think, the first time that we learned that his name is Kirk. My immediate brain went to Captain Kirk. He has beamed down from the space um, or wherever he is. I, I don't fully know Star Trek, so sorry to any of the Star Trek fans out there. I know a little bit, but not a ton. So. And he's on a boat, so he is Captain Kirk at one exactly. point. Exactly. He is Captain Kirk at one point if he wants to be. But mm. before we get into that, he points out that this isn't the first time that someone has tried to reach Truman from the outside. And Christoph confirms this, says that they've had multiple close calls in the past. And we then proceed to see like a little barrage of like people doing this. And... We see a guy jump out of a Christmas present. Like, just logistically on a TV show, how do you not know what is in the present when it's delivered to the house? Do you not vet what the presents are? Yeah, exactly. I mean, they just kind of <laughs> not screen these presents. I suppose it's a, the early days of it. I mean, he's still a boy at that point, but... You would have thought they've had a while to figure this kind of stuff out. And but, like, he's still a boy, but he's, yeah. he's definitely, like, at least, like, four to six when this mm. is happening. And it's just, like, I feel like that's just standard protocol if anyone sends anything to a film set. And, like, I haven't been on that many. I would love to be on more. But even what I've understood, like, if something is sent to a film set, it's usually at least like scanned to make sure that it's not something harmful. 
Like, oh, it might exactly. not be opened, yeah. but it's scanned. At least this is my understanding. If I'm mistaken, then I might be mistaken, but I don't know. This was my thought. Especially, like, in this show, it feels like they should know what they're giving Truman. They already, like, you know, do this for everything else. Why would you not just know what you're putting in a box to give to Truman? Like, kind of, you've yeah. controlled every other aspect of his life. That's true, yeah. I do think that perhaps it's someone who's on the inside, you know, has set it all up and they're like, yeah, I've got the presents ready. Oh, you know, and they, that is they've fair. kind of just, you know, shoved a guy in there. <laughs> they're like, let's let's see what happens. Um, I don't know, because sometimes like just... you can get to, if you're at that point where they trust you and they're like, you're like, I've got the present sorted, yeah, this is the present, blah, 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 but someone's paying you. They don't trust so you maybe, anymore. Maybe right yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't, they don't. That man or woman does not have a job anymore. That person yes. yep. doesn't have a job. They're but fine. I did enjoy that the mom just grabs little Truman and like runs away while the dad tries to like tackle the guy that's inside the box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's all really then, funny. And, yeah, it's fantastic. We also see someone that paraglides down to try to warn Truman. How did he get into the dome? Like that's my. That's question. the one I like, like. I like the paragliding one. That was that right. Was awesome. So, just in case, like any of the listeners haven't like fully processed, and like you know, you probably have because you're intelligent people. But he has entered the dome, climbed up to a high point. To then paraglide down to see Truman instead of, I don't know, just trying to walk up to Truman casually and not draw attention to himself. I don't know. I mean, maybe that was just the best way to. Yeah, because, yeah, he would have to break in <laughs> and then get really high. <laughs> get really high and then go down. Like it... Unless he just got in from the dome and that's where he has to paraglide from. You know, like, oh, like maybe he infiltrated at the yeah. top. Yeah, he 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 climbed know. the outskirts of the wall. Um, yeah, I don't know. I maybe I I personally would like to think that he got in and then just climbed up really high to then do this dramatic thing because he was like, yeah. I know I'm gonna get knocked out, but now people will never forget who I was. Yeah. So he just climbed on top of a school or something and jumped off. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't an actual paraglider or anything. Yeah. But so, I wonder if in the writers' rooms they're all discussing this. I can imagine that they're, you know, other people in the room going, so how the hell does he get in there? You know, whether they bother figuring <laughs> it out or not, whether they're just like, who cares? He just paraglides in. I, don't know. I definitely can imagine that they're in the writing room and, like, the writers are just all going through it. And as we discussed in the last episode, like, it used to be apparently, like, a lot darker and, like, a lot of cuts were made and things like that. But I 100% have faith that I would like to think someone was just sitting there. How does he get in? Someone else. I don't know, but it's funny. And we have the yeah. budget to make it happen. And they're like, all right, good enough. Moving on. Like, <laughs> that was the discussion. Just, yeah. I, I haven't thought about this, but like, let's go. <laughs> Who's really going to notice me 30 years later? Or I yeah. don't know, whenever <laughs> this film came out. I don't actually know when this film came out. Late 90s. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like 26 years later. <laughs> I'm the one that's noticing it. I'm sure <laughs> other people have probably noticed it before too. Yeah. So we then see that nothing compares to the most recent breach of security. And it's a former cast member and a dead one at that. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> harsh. So Christoph realized that since Kirk started this crisis in Truman's life, he is the only one that can end it so i mean fair enough 
But why would Kirk agree to come back to the show? Did he want the job again? Like, what kind of is the situation? This is what, like, is kind of going through my head as well. Like, you know, did he actually want to come back? Or why did he come back? I don't know. Right? So we see Kirk's yelling at young Truman to stop climbing up the rocks. Says that it's off limits. Truman asks what's over there. And Kirk's just like, nothing, it's dangerous. And I'm just like, no, it's just the edge of the dome that they haven't finished building yet. Like, you're just going to see tech people. Uh, and then, you know, Mike, who can't buy a last name, Mike is just like, all right, like, hey, why was the dad written off? Because, you know, I, really, it's for us as the audience to understand why the dad was written off. And potentially, like, people in the audience in the real world of The Truman Show where, like, they might not have been old enough to remember why he was written off. But, I mean, it is a fair question. Like, it's been now probably, like, close to 20-plus years um, that Kirk hasn't been around in the show. So, I mean, it's understandable. But Kristoff reveals that as Truman grew up, they had to manufacture ways to keep him on the island so he wouldn't leave the island. And... We then see a fun shot of Truman who, I would say he's like middle school age, like maybe 10 to 13, roughly. And he's like, I want to be an explorer like Magellan. And the teacher says, well, that's too late. Everything has been explored. Yeah. First of all. I like that one. Oh, no, I'm sorry. response. Everything's already been discovered. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like, oops, sorry. Um, but then also at the same time, it's just like, uh, no, it hasn't. <laughs> yeah like we get frustrated as an audience member because you, you start to much more feel for truman in that you yeah. know it's just all these dreams are just kind of slowly been shut down so that he doesn't he doesn't really have any hopes or dreams it's just this is it and this is all i have and this is what it's going to be exactly and I I really started feeling bad at the next one, which is, you know, he wanted to cross a bridge and then there was just this dog that was barking to stop him. And I was like, well, I mean, that kind of sucks. First of all, like you've now instilled the fear of dogs into this person. And then as a cynical human being, you've given the neighbor a dog. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. why? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> like, I just processed that. Oh, my God. Like, they gave Pluto to the neighbor. Even though that they instilled a fear of dogs into Truman. And he why? jumped into the jumping dog as well. Dude, you know, but, he like, jumps why? up at him. Yeah. But I guess when why? you're looking at it from, if you look at it from a, or a director's producing perspective, you can see that they're just trying to infuse conflict wherever they can and and some drama uh but while still keeping him on that island so i suppose they're just thinking yeah i mean maybe just christoph's just a prick i've I been mean, you know to some degree he is and he's just like oh this will be funny what if we have a dog living next door and he's really afraid of dogs uh, right worse they could have like... put him on a really tiny island i guess that would have been with a dog with a dog just strain them with a dog. And also, like, I love dogs, so, like, this just makes me sad, because I really like yeah, dogs. Yeah. I got but... a dog under the table right now. Oh, adorable. Like... I 
do not. I have nothing. <laughs> Why don't you have table. a dog under your table, you weirdo? I'm sorry. <laughs> My dog passed away a few years ago. I mean, I was still in college at the time, so this was 2018, 2019. So, like, it's been a few years um, since he passed away. But then my parents decided no more dogs. We'll happily yeah. dog sit, but we're not raising any more dogs. So, like, you know, fair credit to them. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's quite a bit of work. It is a big commitment. Yeah, and but, I yeah. don't live here, so it's not like yeah. I would be able to for anyone listening i am currently at home at my parents place visiting and when we're recording this so hence why the setup looks a bit different than potentially somewhat normally but yeah um yeah no dog um, no dog in london either but you know that's a that's a different yeah. issue that we'll get to anyway uh christoph's <laughs> a prick for putting a dog next door and eventually, Christoph came up with this idea to get rid of Kirk, and he came up with the idea of Kirk's drowning. And Mike points out that it was very effective, since Truman is afraid of water ever since. Again, Christoph's a prick. We are established. I mean, I always thought that, but like, definitely this interview is just establishing that more. Um, but then also on the flip side, Mike has a very fair point. Christoph saw a problem. He fixed the problem with good effectiveness. So, like, you can't get mad at him for problem-solving skills. You can get mad at him for, like, humanitarian things, but not problem-solving skills. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's so, a very, very stressful job. I mean, when you said it's on the 200th and something floor of that, uh, whatever it is, Yeah, station, it was the 212th floor... And they were in the lunar room. So pretty much like they were in the moon. So I just wonder how many staff they have, how many people live there. You know, you'd be a massive commitment as, as a, for a job. But I mean, I'm sure it, you get paid really well and get great perks. I mean, I would hope so. I mean, Free Marlon seems to. Yeah, you know, because that's what you really want when you work at the I Truman Show. I want a big show. Truman necklace. Okay. With Jim Carrey's face or it just saying Truman? <laughs> I don't know, either maybe all the above or just one that's got a big T on it. Okay. And then his head or something oh, like that. Beautiful. What if it's a lot of like little faces that then like get put together to make the T? Yeah. Oh, okay. Or it's just yeah, like, yeah. little faces going around in a necklace. Oh, see, I feel like that would potentially hurt, but, like, if you had, like, a lot of, like, different expressions, potentially, and, like, that's what made up the tea, um, and then just, like, a nice little, like, coil, oh, no, here we go, you have little faces that make up the tea, different expressions, but then you have little dogs going around as the necklace. Yeah, and maybe some boats, or the ocean, like, waves. Yeah, 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 just different things of why Truman can't actually get off the island, and then just Truman. There we go. See, then, marketing yeah. ideas, 25 now, years later. <laughs> and then my, and then just a tramp stamp that says Truman. Oh, of, of course, that's, that's a given, uh, as, as one does. We've so, already done that, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> listeners, that's up on the Patreon if you want to find out what. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway... <laughs> Kirk was obviously disappointed when he read the synopsis of this Drowned at Sea episode, and Christoph believes that that may have 
led him to break back onto the set. And Mike's like, okay, sure, but how are you going to explain the 22-year absence? Very good question, Mike. That, like, makes so much sense of, like, why? Like, how is he going to explain this? And Christoph, like, didn't miss a beat and just goes, amnesia. What? Like, I'm... How does that explain anything? He got hit in the head, forgot who he was, and then just one day remembered? Like, I'm not an expert on amnesia by any means. But I don't think that's how it works. Well, what it does for me is it reinforces this idea that it's this really soap opera show. And like, so I guess for an audience member, they're just like, you know, it's like not even the most extreme thing you've ever heard come out of Days of Our Lives or something (laughs) like that, where some of the stories I've heard are just so weird. So I imagine that this isn't that big of a leap. He's like, oh, it's just amnesia and Truman's, this is all he knows. So he's like, oh, yeah, right. But yeah, from as an audience, we're like, seriously, seriously, anyone buying this crap? Uh, but everyone's just so enamored with the, the show and Christoph that they're like, wow, every idea he has is just the most amazing thing we've ever heard. Amnesia, wow, I never would have thought of that. Um, I feel like you could have come up with so many better... Yeah things like even just simply like you know i got washed away and then i was on a piece of driftwood like i survived at sea for years ended up in this random country like had to get nursed back to health which took like another like seven years like there you go (laughs) like already significantly more interesting than amnesia or, yeah, like he got trapped on an island and then ended up getting married and having heaps of kids. And, you know, then he decided right. to come back and he swam all the way. I've I, oh. I've got it. Okay. Kirk is Tom Hanks and Castaway. That's it. Boom. There we go. Tom, oh, Kirk is Wilson. Come to life. Kirk is Wilson. Oh, he got drifted no, no, out no. to see Wilson Wilson deserves better than Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> and his consciousness, Wilson's consciousness, and Kirk's consciousness combined. Combined. To be a father. Now I just feel bad for Wilson. Like, yeah. I was Wilson's that's fantastic. Crazy how emotional that scene is. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean yeah. oh that is such a good scene in Castaway. See, listeners, I do watch films. Sometimes. We've seen a, we know you've seen one other film. We know, I, we know you've seen Truman Show and Castaway, that's it. Castaway, that is the guaranteed of what Uncut has seen. Um, and other shows that have been on this podcast, including Barbie Fairytopia. So, um, this has been witnessed. So, anyway, now that somehow Kirk and Wilson have been infused together... We are taking some viewers' phone calls, and the first phone call is from Charlotte, North Carolina, and a man asks how many cameras they have in that town. Christoph says uh, somewhere in the vicinity of 5,000. Honestly, that's just impressive. Like, as Uncut, like, that's impressive. That, one, the editors know 
which camera to go to and the showrunners know which camera to go to at any given moment to hit a beautiful shot like that is just impressive that you have 5000 cameras and i think slightly more impressive is that it's 5000 working cameras seemingly like that's more impressive than just the sheer number it's the fact that they work and how high your voice went that was impressive as well Oh, thank you. <laughs> impressive range. Um, but no, you're, yeah, you're absolutely I'm... right. You're definitely right. I mean, there's all of those cameras are on recording, ready at any given moment to right. just jump to. It's and pretty, I'm sure it's that, like, you know, if you have a general idea of where Truman is, you might, like, put a camera on standby because you're like, okay, we don't necessarily need the camera in the pencil holder at his office to be running before he gets to the office. But so like, I'm sure that there's some type of system, but I mean, the fact you have that to make choices, you know, yeah. make big choices, where they're going to be. And you see that a bit later. Um, and we'll definitely get to it. So, but Christoph then says, you have to remember, we started with just one. We learn that he was curious at birth. He was premature by two weeks. We see a baby that looks less like an actual baby and more like a rubber doll. Like, there are no eyes on this baby. There's no mouth. No features of a face at all on this image of a baby. And for anyone listening to the audio and not looking at the video, a uh, baby was 100% in uh, air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that bit actually. I notice noticing that, but yeah, I, well, the, the laws with babies and things on sets are pretty intense. So I think it's a crazy amount. It's like they're allowed on for twelve minutes at a time, or it's a really weird number for babies. Like yeah. How long they can be? You, they can be so half the time they just don't bother. You know, trying to get a baby. That is fair, and I mean. It's the same thing with child actors as well. Like there are a mm. lot of rules and the rules do change based on age. So I think that was a big reason. Like in Modern Family, you see seasons one and two, the baby that was used for like Lily in season one and two, a lot of times what people do when they need babies is they get twins. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that like, they can still film, but then one baby can be there while the other baby has a break. So then it's like, you know, like, okay, sometimes because it's, you know, they can only be on for this amount of time and like, you know, they need feeding, they need to be taken care of because they're a baby. There are a lot of regulations, as you were saying, but I do know that a lot of times they seem to try to get twins to play babies just so that they can do that switch pretty easily mm. so i don't know i'm not on the producing side this is just stuff that no i learned twins. through yeah, reading no twins were available i guess no twins were available um so we do find out more about how truman was the one so what we learn is that he was one of five potentially unwanted babies and so it wasn't always going to be him um but his actual mom didn't want him and so Truman arrived early, which was on cue for the show's air date. And so Truman was the baby that was selected. Okay, sure. 
make sense of how he was selected. It wasn't just like, all right, it's just going to be him. Truman's the first child to have been legally adopted by a corporation, which I'm not sure how that works, but impressive, I guess. Sure. Um, the show has apparently created a lot of revenue, which does not surprise me. It has been on the air for 30 years almost, and it has equaled the gross annual product of a small country. And Kristoff says that people forget that it takes the population of an entire country to keep the show running. So what we were saying earlier is in fact true. It does take quite a bit to keep this show running. And since there are no ads, it makes all of its money from product placement. So everything on the show is for sale, the clothes that are worn, the food that's eaten, to the very homes that they live in. Everything is available in the Truman catalog. Operator standing by. I love that they're just like, operator standing by. Like, that's fantastic. I don't even know if operators are still really a thing in 2024 now as we record this. Ooh, um, Yeah, uh, I guess happy new year to everybody. Um, this is coming out significantly later than <laughs> the new year, but we're recording this about a week into the new year. So, well, they'll have, you know, there's always commercials <laughs> you can still ring up and, you know, they'll oh, have those yeah. deals for like, you'd slice it, dice you just, it, that kind of thing. They do have that you still. You just don't see the infomercials as much anymore. Yeah. Like, they're just not as common. I, don't get me wrong, I loved them growing up. Like, they were always hilarious fantastic i think one of the last ones that i've seen that was recent was like the flex seal and the flex tape and all of that stuff so i think that was one of the last ones that like i had like consistently seen in terms of did you get some tape i mean i didn't get that tape i got other tape but i mean who knows maybe that's the tape that i need to solve the problems yeah it Apparently solves everything else, according to those infomercials. <laughs> well, it worked. I mean, I guess you remembered it, and now you're sharing it with all your listeners. So, Oh, right. I'm sorry. No free product placement. Uh, moving on. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Mike asks... I'm not sponsored by anybody. I would like to be. Hey, sponsor, sit us up. So, Mike asks why Truman hasn't come close to discovering the true nature of his world until now. And... Christoph says that we accept the reality of the world with which we are presented. It is as simple as that. He has a very valid point. It makes complete sense. We are now connected to The Hague, which first of all, beautiful city. I was there in August of last year, fleetingly, but I was there and it was gorgeous, fantastic place. And then the call drops and I was like, oh. Let me guess, you couldn't, for some reason, get a Dutch actor or someone to do a Dutch accent voiceover. <laughs> like, that, that that's all you needed. You just needed a voice actor. But, okay, fine, I guess. So, The Hague, sorry, we, we don't get to hear you speak. And so we are now at Hollywood, California. There's a lady on the phone, and I immediately go... I'm guessing this is going to be Sylvia. And then the lady on the phone calls Christoph a liar, a manipulator, and what you've done to Truman is sick. Do they not vet the calls before they come in? It's the same situation with 
the Christmas presents. Like, do you not ask what they're going to, like, say? I mean, granted, she probably lied to, like, get through. But still. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe they're not getting that many calls. Uh, they're I, just trying to present as though they're getting all these calls. But, yeah, I, su- I suppose you're right. But I think, you know, as he says, like, you know, she's – I feel she's called him before and, and he knew who she was quite quickly. Uh, so maybe yeah. she's got plenty of tricks up her sleeve. I mean, Kristoff's uh, Yeah, like you said, Kristoff recognizes her voice immediately. And Mike tries to say, you know what, let's go to another call. And Kristoff's is like, no, this is okay. He would love to reminisce with former cast members. Kristoff speaks to her and says, because you batted your eyes at Truman once, you flirted with him, stole a few minutes of airtime with him, thrust yourself and your politics into the limelight, that you know him that you know what's right for him you really think you're and then um he just continues you really think you're in a position to judge him sylvia retorts saying what right do you have to take a baby and turn his life into some kind of mockery don't you ever feel guilty this is where i started to get like confused and i was like is sylvia potentially somehow related to truman because if she is, that kiss is really messed up. But it might also explain why she feels so strongly about this. But maybe I'm just reading too much into this. I'm not completely I sure. I don't think they're related, right? <laughs> right, but these are the thoughts that are going through my head. I don't yeah. think they're related. <laughs> like, legitimately, maybe they're actually I wrote down. Twins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe she was one of the other four babies. Yeah, Oof. she was one of the other um, four babies. That's it. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. She was one of the other four babies. We have figured out why she yeah. cares so much. She so has learned. Been, yeah. It could have been her. And she was it like, this isn't Sylvia, okay. The Sylvia show. It could have been called The Sylvia Show. Although I feel like they would have come up with a more catchy name. Not that Sylvia isn't yeah. an absolutely beautiful name. It just doesn't have the same ring as The Truman Show. Yeah. It doesn't Maybe, roll off um, the tongue as quickly. You know? Shaniqua, Shaniqua show. The Shaniqua show, yeah, because that definitely rolls off the tongue a lot easier than yeah. Sylvia. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, cool. So, Christoph says that he has given Truman a chance to lead a normal life. And I'm like, no, you haven't. You have dictated everything that is supposed to happen to him, including his uh, fear of dogs which then you cynical monster put a dog next door his fear of water once you drowned his dad like you are messed up like no you haven't let him lead a normal life that's not fair anyway he's like the world is a sick place sea haven is the way the world should be and i was like um he has a god complex i mean like it was a given, but like this is just really slapping it in your face. Like, hey, if you haven't figured this out yet, like I hadn't. Uh, <laughs> he has a god complex. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, he's got, you know, his name is Christ. Off. Um, How did I not put that together? Well, it. Well, I mean, it's. I don't remember <laughs> when I noticed it. You've noticed lots of things that I haven't. haven't picked that's... up on. But yeah, there is that. I'm guessing that's why they put it in there. I don't know. And a Christ off is a catwalk battle between oh. Christ and someone else. I don't know. Someone else. Um, a Christ off. Uh, but a yeah, the, but the fact that that is there, um, I think, yeah, is his image that he is uh, 
godlike and god complex and i mean he lives on a manufactured planet staring down at another world that is that he true created. he does live in the moon so yeah. it's kind of messed up christoph says he's ever that he been could... around sea haven oh. like when was the last time he walked around there has he ever been there I don't know if he has ever actually been in the town. Mm. It would be weird. I feel like we would have known if he did. But maybe he did in the very, very early days before Truman could put together anything. Yeah, so, yeah. Maybe, was maybe. Yeah. But definitely not recently. So, Christoph says that he could leave at any time after Sylvie claims that Truman isn't a performer. He's a prisoner. So. You know, Christoph's like, look, if his goal was more than an ambition and he was truly determined to discover the truth, he could leave. And I was like, you literally tried to stop him just now. Like, he can't leave. You you stop him whenever he tries to. But Christoph says that what ultimately distresses her is that Truman prefers his cell, as she calls it. I hate Christoph. But uh, this is a fantastic performance. Like, just recognize that the actor has pulled together a fantastic performance. So, like, definitely. Yeah, he's, prop, he's great. Props I mean, to the, him. Yeah. Yeah, no prep yeah, yeah. time. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. It's very uh, good. Very good. I mean, just to be clear of what we're saying, uh, the actor probably had prep time. We're saying Kristoff didn't have prep time for this interview. So, uh, Sylvia, well, yeah, yeah. from my memory, I think he was really late casting, you know, like a couple of days or something, like really crazy. It's very possible. I mean, I, look, Ed Harris is about. a fantastic actor. Um, I love, I mean, the only thing that I can tell you off the top of my head that I know that he's in is National Treasure 2. Fantastic in that. Um, I'm, I'm sure, sure he's he been in a lot of other things. Of his career, yeah. <laughs> but yeah um i again i was one when this film came out so i don't know much about it in terms of like okay like casting and stuff like that but it's very possible no, that I'm he just, was cast very last minute yeah i just have this feeling that i read somewhere that he was cast last minute but you know he had Fair like enough. a few days or something but i should yeah someone could check that out put it in the comments and say exactly how many days and hours and minutes and seconds that Ed Harris had to prepare for this role. Yeah, I mean, look, if anyone knows Ed Harris, ask him personally and let us know. Uh, yeah. I, we, I know I would love to find out. Anyway, Sylvia says he's wrong. Says that Truman will prove you wrong and then hangs up in anger. And I'm like, okay, cool. That was a very good explanation in terms of just like character building. Very well done. In terms of actual like moving the plot forward, didn't really do much. So <laughs> Mike says that aside from some heated comments from the minority, it's been an overwhelming positive experience. And I was like, well, the world is a messed up place, so that tracks. And Christoph says that it has been both for Truman and the viewing public a positive experience. Mike thanks him for his time, and now, you know, Truman's back to his old self. We can look forward to new developments. Christoph reveals that Meryl will be leaving Truman and a new romantic interest will be introduced. And I was like, thank Whoa. God Meryl's out of the film. Again, as an actress, she did great. But as Meryl, I hated her. 
So, yeah. like, well done to the actress who was Laura Linney. Fantastic job. She nailed it. She did great. But Meryl, so glad she's gone. So, we do see that Sylvia is longing for Truman. And this just confirmed my thing of, yeah, I read way too much into this. She was not Truman's sister or, you know, <laughs> sibling. But, again, she was probably one of those four babies that was just not included because they yep. weren't born on time. That's, That's what, what we've, we've decided. decided. Yep. That's what we've decided. Uh, I don't know if it's canon or not, but it's canon now. So <laughs> we hear longing piano music. We see a man asleep in the tub. He has a table for the tub, a pillow for his head. Like he has thought about this. There's some gr <laughs> big green floating ball thing. And he also has like bread and some like green gooey ball things that end up like near his feet at the tub. And I was just like, okay, so this man has obviously thought through this entire setup, but he hasn't thought through the thing of like how to reach the bread. It, it's a very ineffective place just to be able to get to the bread very easily. Yeah, if you're going to bother putting the bread there, you need to think this through, buddy. How are you going right? to reach the bread? Yeah. Like, he has to now lift his table to get to the bread. It's, it's a lot. Like, I'm impressed on his setup. I'm just saying that, like, you know, I probably have to give it, like, a 7 out of 10 instead of a 10 out of 10. Because, like, there are just some minor inconveniences that... You have Maybe he's got one of those um claw things, you know, you've you can reach out and pick things up. Oh yeah. Maybe, definitely. Maybe that's, that's just down by the side and he pulls that out and grabs the bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh we and it's definitely it. waterproof so that it doesn't electrocute him while he's sitting in the yeah, tub. Well just one of those plastic things. You know that like yeah, those little solved. claws. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. So on the big screen, Truman's sleeping. Christoph walks up to the big screen where he's asleep. And looks at Truman lovingly, touches his nose, and I was just like, great back acting by Ed Harris. Like, we all knew what was happening, but we didn't have to see his face at all. Just a fantastic job by Ed Harris there. Just bringing that in. Like, it's significantly harder to do than I think a lot of people recognize when you don't have facial expressions and it's all just physical body movement. So... I wanted to point that out. It's a five-second clip, maybe ten-second clip, but a very, very well-done clip. So, and yeah, and those are chosen well because at the end of the film we get uh, another example of that, but from Jim Carrey. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it's also very confident directing, trusting your actors, but as well that they can they can do those performances and and sell it without needing to see their face. But yeah, exactly. Good point. Yeah. So I made another prediction here after this interview. And I was like, okay, this is how the film is going to end. This new love interest is going to somehow be in cahoots with Sylvia. And so this new love interest is going to show up. And she and Kirk are going to help Truman. And together, they are going to get him out of Sea Haven. And there will not be the first on-screen conception to happen. But I think this new love interest and Kirk are going to be the way that Truman gets out of Sea Haven. This is what I think is happening. I think I figured it out. I finally have understood how he's getting out of here. So we're back to the next morning. Uh, listeners, I'm very sorry, but I've lost track of what day it is. 
So we see the sunrise over some houses, and there's a wind sail of a dolphin, and either like it's skewed because of like depth perception, or that is one massive dolphin on top of the house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like, it is huge. And I like animals, and I like dolphins, but, like, wow! <laughs> At what point are they too big? Yeah, <laughs> Right? Like, I feel like that's just calling. It's like a beacon. It's just like, I live here. <laughs> so, <laughs> Truman is awake. He gets himself ready, and he stares right into the camera, which is his mirror. The tech guys at first seem a little worried because they're like, oh, no, he knows. But then it's just truman playing major burbank and he starts drawing a circle in the mirror with the soap he makes himself an astronaut alien helmet i don't really know what to call it but they call it an unusual cat which kind of confused me but i was like okay like sure i would have called it alien or an astronaut or something but truman proceeds to claim this planet as trumania of burbank galaxy and again truman you have a significantly better imagination than to come up with Trumania and the Burbank Galaxy. Like, you could do a lot more. So, you know, this one's just on you as uh, Truman, not even Jim Carrey. I'm just like, I, I just wanted more. I wanted, I wanted more creativity, but fine. He's been through a traumatic event, I guess. So... I have a feeling that I think he came up with that. That was him ad-libbing too, I think, just that little bit. So, but uh, but may, maybe it, it fits Truman, but it's not necessarily creative, but it fits the character. Oh, it 100% fits the character. I just had more faith that he could do something slightly funnier, but it still fit yeah, the character. Yeah. But I mean, like, it was still good. I still giggled. I just was like, ah, beautiful. But also, when you like, were watching it, did you have a moment when you thought maybe this is a moment he's going to say that he knows what's going on? Or did you think he was just... Doing something else. Uh, like during this soaping you know mirror. mirror and he's like, I think he says, I know, I know who you are or something. Or Yeah, he says something along those lines. I don't think that he was talking to like the tech people. No, but I, I mean, think when you were first knows... watching it, did you, were you thinking that's what's happening? No, because I don't okay. think he would have added himself. So I didn't right, right. have that thought because yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, Truman's going to break out of here. But again, like I'm thinking that other people are going to help him break out because I don't think Truman would out himself because he understands at this point that they are trying to keep him in here. So I think Truman wouldn't out himself like that. So I like that thought never crossed my mind because if he had found out and he had outed himself, then it would have been a problem for him to then escape. So, yeah, yeah. But we see Truman. He's back to his cheery old self. And he walks out the door and he's like, good morning, good afternoon. And if I don't see you, good night or something along those lines. I have slightly forgotten how it goes. Oh, it, I have remembered it now. It's good morning. And if I don't see you, good afternoon and good night. That's what it is. And so. We then, like, see different people. Was that the guy from the Karate Kid 2 and the Asian family who was learning English by watching the TV show? Uh, I don't know. Hold on. We're going back to the IMDP page. We're going to see mean, if I like, can... Which character? From the it Karate. was, like, 
Uh, so in the second Karate Kid, did you ever watch the second one? Yeah, I've seen all the Karate Kids. Okay, uh, Tenzin, Ten, no, mean... Tenzin, Tenzin's an Avatar. Um, the 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 villain in the second one it, when he goes uh... to Okinawa, what what is that character's oh, yeah, name? Yeah. He com- he comes back in uh he comes back in Cobra Kai as well. Like and has a fairly big part as well. What is what is his name? Oh, I am. I feel terrible. I should know this character's name. See, I have watched films. I'm just bad at names. Um, yeah, all right, let's see. Uh, chosen, chosen. It's that's his name. This, chosen. Yeah, the the character's name. The actor's yeah, name yeah. is Yuji Okumoto. I am very sorry if I have mispronounced that. But that was the name I'm I was looking... gonna say. So. Okay. 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 Very nice. <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't need to. We let the listeners think that you had this all planned out from the beginning. I am trying to find. He was okay. I was right. It is him in the Truman Show, but he just makes like a little like two uh, second I appearance. Now. I can see his face. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and like it, it flashed on the screen, and I was like, wait a minute. Um, also, listeners, sorry if you keep seeing me with a handkerchief on the video. I'm getting over a cold, so you know what, Ankit? It is you absolutely know. disgusting. And I'm so sorry. Very disappointed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we try to cut out as many as we can, but sometimes <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had a cold. <laughs> so, anyway, so. We do see that. Okay, I was right. And Spencer, the neighbor, gets to talk for once. He's still taking out the trash. Love the bit. I love that he's always taking out the trash. And Truman gets stopped by the twins again from the beginning of the film. And now he's pushed up against a Carlton Holmes, the Colonial Holmes sign, instead of Kaiser Chicken. And the twins decide that, hey, we're going to take that deal and that they will come next week to sign the paperwork. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, all of this is happening. It just seems like Truman's back on his normal day. Truman is now saying it isn't about insurance. It's about when death will occur. It's a week. It could be a month. It could be a year. And I was like, oh, you're selling life insurance. Okay, sure. Like, we always knew that he was in insurance and trying to sell insurance and had a boring desk job, but we never knew what type of insurance it's life insurance. Not that it changes anything, just interesting. So they introduced Vivian, who is now going to be Truman's neighbor and the new love interest. And I was like, Oh, here she is the lady that's going to help break Truman out of sea Haven. Let's go. I can't wait. And He's on a phone with the person, and the person on the phone is like, I'll take it, or something along those lines, because Truman's very surprised. He's like, oh, right, um, okay, like, let me, <laughs> let me take down your details. But I also think it's because Truman knows that what he's doing is fake. Like, Truman knows that everything is fake, so he wasn't ready for this. And, you know, then we have a two-second clip where we see the lawn being mowed by an elk rotary mower, product placement, and... Truman is cutting it in a really weird way, which is, that's all I could tell. He was just cutting it in a weird way. Oh, we moved on. And. He's in the wife. Uh, Mer- um, Meryl says, you missed a spot. Yeah. And that's and interesting he's like, later when you kind of figure it out. 
because it's yeah. like that circle spot of grass. And I didn't know what it was, but like I noticed that it was the circle spot, and I was like, "Why is he cutting it that way?" And that was my whole thought at this point. So, yeah. you know, meanwhile, the guys at the tech are doing their job, and Kristoff walks in and asks what Truman is doing in the basement. He's apparently moved down there after Meryl packed up and left. And I was like, finally, she's gone. We knew that she was gone, but uh, listeners, in case it hasn't been clear, I didn't like her. So (laughs) Kristoff asks why he wasn't told. And the beard guy, I don't know his name, so I'm just going to call him the beard guy until I figure out his name. Where's the beard guy? I know the (laughs) actor's Paul Giamatti. I don't know the yeah, yeah, the actor is Paul Giamatti, but I blanked on the actor's name as well while I was watching this, and I so I was just he's like, even "Great." Given a name. I mean, I don't think I don't know that he is, but it's just I like... think he is slightly later. So currently, he's the beard guy, and he's just like, uh, "He's he's asleep." Like, what else is there to tell you? And it's not a very good shot of him sleeping, and you know, he was cleaning up his garbage and everything, and, he's and snoring. so Christoph. Yeah, and they're snoring, and you can see that he's asleep in bed. Christoph says, okay, like, can we see the clock cam? And the beard guy's like, ah, oh, no, the clock cam has been obstructed. And I was like, oh, come on, Truman. Be planning something, Truman. You can do this. So this is where I'm at. I'm like, I, I think I think he's on the run. I think he's he's figured something out. Like, I, I kind of put together that something was going on. I wasn't sure what. Mm. So... Halfway through, Truman gave up cleaning and he fell asleep. So they checked the setup for the insurance convention and, you know, that's what they're checking on. And Christoph looks out the lunar window at the moon, which doesn't make sense because I thought he lived in the moon, but I don't know. Maybe it's Ooh. like a circular moon. And like, I I haven't put... To, I it, This place is massive and it's like the only other structure on earth that can be seen from space other than the great wall of china that is human made like this place is huge so i have given up on trying to understand it (laughs) so he then sees something i'm not sure what but he looks worried and tells them to isolate the audio and asks for a close-up of his torso and this is where we start hearing the snoring a bit more and christoph tells chloe to call him and say it's a wrong number and i was like he isn't there yes and they call and scully is back i don't know his name but i know the actor is also the same person that plays scully in brooklyn 99 yeah he's a security guard yeah watching it yeah i thought he was a security guard steven who was the last guest pointed out that he is like working in like a mechanic shop or something Oh, okay. So I'm not completely sure what he does. But he's in the film. And I've named him Scully because I don't think the character ever gets a name. And he's had that haircut his only... whole career as well. Like, no character changes. Every character he no. plays looks like that. So it's just, he, it's He's got Scully. his look. He has nailed it. And he has had a successful career. So, like, good for him. So he's back while they're calling Truman. Nobody knows what's going on. And... They look at a close-up and, you know, see that he's tapping on the box. And I was like, okay, what exactly did you see under the table? Because Christoph has picked up something, some type of movement under a table or something. And he freaks out. 
Kristoff is going berserk, and the Beard Man is very confused. And Kristoff tells them, get Marlin over there right now. So Marlin speeds over, rushes in with Beard, as usual. I like that he is consistent. And he goes to the basement, but Truman isn't there. Instead, it's a snowman and a squeak toy. And I was like, how in 5,000 cameras has he managed to avoid every single one of them? <laughs> like, you're telling me the people who have been running this show for 30 years are so bad at their job that they don't put together that, you know, he's not there and that you don't pick up movement on any of these other cameras? He's a genius. I mean, yeah, but we knew that. I'm yeah. calling the other people out on I'm calling the showrunners out on this. <laughs> <laughs> Truman, amazing work. So Christoph tells Marlin to find him, keep him in the room. And Marlin's doing a great job. He's keeping it light. He makes it seem like it's all a game, kind of like it's all planned. And he checks the closet behind Truman, but there's a ladder and a tunnel that leads outside. <laughs> and this is where what you were saying with that circular patch of grass that's why he was mowing it in such a weird way because that's what you climbed out of. So he climbs out. Marlin realizes this. He looks straight in the camera and then just says, he's gone. And they cut transmission. Everyone's surprised. People are gasping, dropping like their saucers of tea and whatnot. And it's just like, okay, one, this seems excessive. But two... I, I do understand it's the first time that they've been off the air in like 30 years. So, makes It's been an sense. impressive run. Been an impressive run. It's been an impressive run. I mean, like, two old ladies wake up and everyone is freaking out because there are these technical difficulties. And everybody is looking for him. Prop cars are all accounted for. He has the most recognizable face and someone's like, he can't disappear. And I was like, but what if he's wearing a disguise? Truman yeah. is a genius. He has figured this out. So before we figure out if he's wearing a disguise or how in the world he's breaking out of this place, I don't have much confidence in my prediction that it, people helped him, but I'm still holding out hope because we don't know. We don't know how he's gone yet. So I'm still holding out hope, but I don't have a lot of confidence in it. But we're going to take a quick intermission, and then we'll come back, and we'll finish out the film, figure out how Truman is escaping this lovely, lovely world. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the intermission. I'm so sorry for the delay in getting this episode out to you, but thank you all so much for understanding that we just needed an extra day to get this edit out to you. So thank you all very much for that understanding. Now, that being said, if you are in the London area, I have some exciting news for you. If you are listening to this when it comes out, then if you are living in the London area and are free on February 4th or February 5th, Stephen and I will both be involved in a scratch night where we are testing new pieces of theater. There are seven new pieces. Each piece has about a 10 to 12 minute scene being performed from it. I am performing in one of the scenes and Stephen has directed one of the scenes. So if that sounds of interest to you and you want to see some live theater, come on through. It's at the Drayton Arms Theater in London, and there's a pub downstairs as well. So come on through. Link will be in the description. 
If you want to gain access to bonus content and support the show monetarily and support the channel monetarily, it is greatly appreciated. And you can do so by heading over to patreon.com slash coopforge. And the link will also be in the description. And if you're typing it in, coopforge is C-O underscore O-P-F-O-R-G-E, just as it is on most things that we use. Now, if you would like to gain access to bonus content, you can head there and you get bonus content not just for this show on Post Finale, but you get bonus content for stuff that we work on for Flip the Scripts and for Seattle Across the Pond. So if you haven't already checked out the other two shows, we have two other shows here on Co-op Forge and they are Flip the Scripts, which is all about adaptations and it is co-hosted with the previous guest of Post Finale, Stephen Nyman, and it's a fun time currently we are finishing up going through the percy jackson movies we have finished those and if you are listening to this when it comes out the next episode and the final episode of us going through the percy jackson series is coming out tomorrow and then we will be getting on with the hunger games so be sure to tune in to flip the scripts to hear all about that and if you like sports then i host another show with my friend called seattle across seattle across the pond so sorry so it is called Seattle Across the Pond, and it is hosted with my friend Eric Imperio. And Eric and I have been friends for multiple years, uh, meeting back when we were both in school in Portland. But it's a fun time. That one is every two weeks we talk about all things Seattle sports. So whatever is happening in the professional sports world in Seattle, we try to keep you up to date on that. And we're following some fun storylines as well. So be sure to tune in to either of those shows, and it really does help. And if you would like to support the show in a non-monetary way, you can do so just by following us on social media, at Pod on all the platforms except for TikTok, and at CoopForge, C-O underscore O-P-F-O-R-G-E, on all the platforms, including TikTok. So be sure to check us out there. I post some fun reels from time to time and I'm working on getting some more content up for you all but be sure talk about us on social media share it with a friend leave a rating a review hit that subscribe button if you're on YouTube it really really does help more than you know and thank you to everyone who has done this in the past thank you to everyone who will do this in the future it really does help us out a lot and thank you so much and that's enough of me chatting away let's get back to the episode so no we're back the moon has now turned into a spotlight the sirens are running people are walking in huge lines to search for truman spencer is telling pluto to hunt him pluto is going ecstatic while all of this is happening i had a thought why are they all walking arm in arm just seems very ineffective if you're trying to find somebody well it's something i know that happens if you're out in the you know the woods or something or in a field so that you don't miss anything but they're just walking down a road i mean you can't if you can't see him on the road you're a moron (laughs) i don't know what they're trying to figure out exactly i understand if it's in the woods or something because it could be so vast but like they're, it's not even like, you know, they're in 
big fields or anything like that. Uh, like, they're literally just walking down the main street. Like, I, I don't understand. And the mom is just like, oh, all of this fuss. If he could just hear my voice. And I was like, yeah, he'd probably run away. And then yeah. the dad is like, well, let me try. And he's like, Truman, Truman, nothing. And I was like, oh, okay. This is where I really have lost hope that Truman's actually getting help from people and that my prediction is just truly wrong. Here we go. Uh, chuck that onto the list of things I've gotten wrong. Uh, most things. So <laughs> Marlon says that he knows they are almost done with the square. Still no luck. And he says, all right, like, let's go back to Barrymore. He must be over there. Not sure what Barrymore is. And, you know, I don't think we ever really find out. But Simeon says, Barrymore, huh? And this is, I think, who the beard man is. So I'm going to call the beard man Simeon from now on. So, okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Sounds good. Just, <laughs> because I think they, I think they named him. <laughs> so Simeon seems confused. But Marlon isn't sure... Who'd be watching the college, but is told to send someone over there. So I'm guessing Barrymore might have been the name of the college. Nobody seems to know what is going on. And Christoph says they need more light. And Will is just like, you know, we're never going to find them this way. And Christoph says, okay, what time is it? And Chloe's like, no, it's way too early for that. And I was like, sunrise? I mean, what do they have to lose at this point? Like, just turn on the sunrise. You've already gone off the air. Like, what difference is it going to make? Kristoff mm. has the same thought. So they cue the sun. Everyone on set is very confused. And one of the producers or, like, executives or someone comes in and is like, what is happening? Like, everyone is, like, freaking out in the real world. There's a rumor saying that he's dead. The media is having a feeding frenzy over this. All the phone lines are jammed. Every network has pirated shots of Marlon making an ass of himself in front of the camera. And I'm like, okay, look. Marlon held it together better than anybody else did this entire time. I will not take any slander to his name. What else did you want him to do? Yeah, I think he did really well. I mean, he and he wasn't freaking out like flipping Merrill was. So, yeah, he exactly. had it together, yeah. He kept it together, and then he had to tell them, like, he's gone. Like, you know, sure, maybe he could have been like, I don't know where he is. But honestly, like, everyone would have put it together because the real world people are not idiots. Someone would have processed, hey, he probably left. So, apparently sponsors are threatening to rip up contracts. Kristoff says, why? We're getting higher ratings with this graphic than they have ever with this show. Here's the graphic that is happening. Also, this is sad that they're having higher ratings with this graphic than at any point in the show. That's just a slightly depressing fact, but it makes sense. First time the show's been off the air for 30 years, understood of why it is going to have massive ratings. So the graphic is Truman's face in multiple colors, and it says, The Truman Show, live to the world, 24 hours a day. And scrolling underneath, it says, technical fault, please stand by. Fair enough. Very simple. Perfect graphic. So, Marlon is back. He says that there's no sign of him. Simeon tells Marlon to go back to town, join the others. Everyone else is in first position. So, everyone's at first position. Everyone's frozen as it's almost time. And that's when Kristoff realizes something. He says, 
we're not watching the sea. And Simeon asks why they would be watching the sea. And I was like, because he's conquered his fear. Now that dad is back, there is no need to be scared anymore. Go, Truman! Again, I had given up hope that, like, my prediction was right. So at this point, I was just on board. I was like, great, I'm like, let's go. <laughs> I have figured it out. So they pull up cameras from across the harbor. And Kristoff notices him on a sailboat and tells them to resume transition. So, you know, fantastic. Some bimbo in the tech team goes, how can he sail? He's in insurance. And I was like, people can have this beautiful thing called hobbies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of a, yeah. <laughs> like, he walked, you know, how could he walk around? He has insurance. Yeah, well, I mean. Right? It, like, people have hobbies. I have them. I'm sure you have them. Out of curiosity, what is one of your hobbies? Like, <laughs> oh, one of my hobbies? Um, well, I, I do like to read a bit, but I've kind of gone off a little bit. I do a bit of running and, and things like that. But, yeah, I, I used to read a lot more. I was Fair. really getting into Stephen King, weirdly enough. Not something I really grew Ooh. up with, but, yeah, it was good fun. What about nice, you? Nice. What about your hobbies? Uh, one of my hobbies, which I used to do a lot, and I really want to get back into it, is playing a lot of tennis. So uh, I grew up and I played cool. a lot of tennis, but I just don't have that many friends in London who play tennis. So, listeners, if any of you know where I can find people who play tennis in I London, know, I actually know. do know someone who's like heavily involved in tennis, who lives we in London. Will chat after this yeah. um, <laughs> i won't give it a name now but yeah i'll, I'll make it <laughs> yeah um, undisclosed human being uh, yeah we can text so, yeah oh uh, no, I'm I'm <laughs> hey 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 they're healthy enough to play tennis they're Eat doing well own. so if you can do your job <laughs> fine if as long as you are not a detriment to society do yeah. what you enjoy and whatever your hobbies may be but don't bring other people down with your hobbies just my my two cents like you know yeah anyway moving on from hobbies <laughs> so some people with a brain ask uh wait isn't he afraid of water and i was like mm, great much more valid question just like okay like i may have missed something but like wasn't this the case fair they resume transmission. Everyone is glued to the TV. And I mean, like, fair, I would be too if I lived in this world of this messed up world. So one guy at a diner starts taking bets. And he's like, two to one odds, he doesn't make it. <laughs> I just appreciate the guy who's like, I am going to profit off of this. Yeah. <laughs> like, fair play, man. Scully and his partner just tell the guy to leave the keys in the car, which makes me think that they do work in a mechanic shop. And Truman is out on the sailboat. They go to the cabin cam for their hero shot. And might I just say, it truly is a hero shot. Like, it looks beautiful. Like, Jim Carrey has the wind in his hair, and he's, like, just, you know, sailing that boat, looking all beautiful and sexy. And, yeah. um, you know, Completely great naked, job by Kristoff. Covered in yeah, oil. Yeah, no. That was the yeah, weirdest yeah. bit for me. Very surprising. <laughs> I was surprised, too, but, you know, we were here for it. It was the hero shot. I just went with he it. He knew. He he knew that he was going to be on camera and that they were going to find him eventually. Yeah. So he was prepared. So 
Sylvia is also watching and she sees that he has a picture of her that he has made and she starts crying. She's like, oh my God, this is lovely. Not actually. Like she doesn't say anything, but she starts crying. And he is sailing on the Santa Maria. I don't know why that is important. I just noticed the name of the boat. So (laughs) they try to get another boat moving. And the poor bus driver is like, I'm a bus driver. And the tech guy at the bottom, like that's on the ground is just like, they can't drive the boat. And, Kristoff's like, why not? Well, they're actors, which, one, fair. Like, yeah, fair. But two, I've driven a boat before. It's not that difficult if you can figure out how to turn it on. The majority of what makes steering a boat more difficult is when you're in the actual ocean and you need to worry about this beautiful thing called sea life, reefs, and waves. But they can control the weather here, so, like, you don't need to worry about any of that. So, like, really, the actors just couldn't figure out how to turn on the boat. (laughs) Well, there must be, and also at some point, he's gone down there and you can see people getting on the boat and going somewhere. You know, like, it could just always be docked, I imagine. Because he has the same issue with the bus earlier on when he was trying to leave and... You know, when he was yeah, but I think and... that one, I think that one was like a specific. They kind of told him like, "Hey, stall out the bus." I just assumed so, he, he that guy really wanted to help him, but he didn't know how to drive the bus. That was my oh, takeaway. But I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. I thought that I did think that he wanted to help him, but that he wasn't allowed to because of his right. job, right? And so. I do think that out of many of the actors that are on the set that are mainly extras, I think the bus driver had one of the most, you know, he had a lot of compassion towards Truman. He felt bad for Truman. But then also, like, that actor was like, look, I might have a family. I don't know what his situation was, but, like, maybe he had a family. He had to take care of this job, help pay for that, and help take care of that family. So, like, he couldn't put that job in jeopardy kind of deal. So, you know. But definitely, I I did like the bus driver. Him and Marlon were two people that, like, I enjoyed throughout the entire film. I think all the actors did a great job in the film. But as characters, I really felt the compassion coming from those two characters. So, we then have the producers going, well, how do we stop him? And solemnly, Kristoff seems to give Simeon a signal. And I was like, are they going to bring in a storm and kill him? I'd hate for them to do that. I, like, this doesn't seem like a good way to end this movie. Like, wow, this has taken a turn. I was kind of right. Simeon calls the weather program and tells them they want to localize a storm over the boat. Chloe points out that there is no rescue boat. He won't know what he's doing. And I was like, thank you, Chloe, trying to save your star of your show. Only one that seems to have a brain anymore. Christoph says he'll turn back he'll be too afraid don't think he will Christoph I think he's given up I think he wants to break free remember how you said you wouldn't stop him you're stopping him you are lying I paused and went on a rant for a little bit and then I hit play again but (laughs) so now the storm has hit and Truman is trying his best to keep things going forward 
But the storm is a dozy, and it's hitting him with lightning and everything. And Truman falls overboard. He falls off the Santa Maria. And one of the producers says, the whole world is watching. We can't let him die in front of a live audience. I don't know why my producer kind of sounds like a smoker who has smoked like one too many packs of cigarettes. But uh, this is the voice that we were now doing for some reason. Uh, this is not the voice of the character on the film. But uh, hello, this is the voice of the producer now. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Christoph says he was born in front of a live audience. And I was like, well, he has a point. And I was like, this is just a fantastic scene. Very well written, very well acted. Where you can see and hear that Christoph has a lot of care for Truman. He truly does love Truman. He has raised him his entire life. But you can also see that artistic devil side starting to come out. Yeah, true. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's there's there's he's he's constantly held held in tension between the you know making a great show and his care for Truman. Yeah, so definitely the case. But we shall see. So Truman starts swimming back to the boat. He makes it. He holds on. Christoph is watching intently, and so is everyone else in the world, but everyone else in the real world is cheering on Truman, and I'm like, yes, at least there's some hope for humanity. It's not all lost. <laughs> so Truman hoists himself back onto the boat. Christoph walks away, and I think this is when he has realized what he has said earlier has come true, that there's now not really much that he can do to stop Truman from leaving Sea Haven. It's no longer an ambition for Truman. Like He truly, truly wants to escape. And Truman yells, is that the best you can do? I've learned something in watching films. Never ask this question. Because <laughs> it only gets worse. I've never seen a situation where a character has said, is this the best you can do? And then things are like, yeah, that was the best we could do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was kind of like silence. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, Truman says that they are going to have to kill him. And then he starts singing, What Shall We Do With The Drunken Sailor? And do you know that song? Yeah, no, I, I've heard it before, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, fantastic song. I mean, obviously you've heard it, you've seen the film. But uh, for anyone that's listening, the way that it goes, it, it just goes... What will we do with the drunken sailor? What will we do with the drunken sailor? What will we do with the drunken sailor? It's like early in the morning or early rise in the morning. Early in the morning. I don't remember the... Early in the morning. Great. Uh, early in the morning. I forgot the last line. I'm doing great, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> so I might be wrong. One of, that's how I hear it. Great. So it ends with, what will you do with the drunken sailor? Early in the morning. If we have the wrong lyric... uh tell us in the comments and berate us in the comments but uh yeah we think that's right <laughs> honestly if we have the wrong lyric we deserve the slander so anyway the producer's back and he's like the only one that talks so you know he's just like we should cease transmission on behalf of the studios and Christoph ignores this and he's like no keep running and Christoph is starting to lose it and he's like increase the wind capsize them trying everything and chloe's just like he's very close and i'm like thank you chloe um thank you for pointing out somewhat obviousness and truman has now tied himself to the boat so that he doesn't get thrown overboard again 
And Simeon is like, well, he'll drown. And Kristoff doesn't care. So Simeon refuses to capsize the boat. Let's go, Simeon. Having a heart. Thank you. <laughs> Just, hey, maybe we shouldn't kill someone on live television. Seems like a good course of thumb. Just don't kill people. I feel like that's also like a good like life choice. Just don't murder people. Yeah, so, that's how I start every you know, day. I say that to myself. Just don't kill anyone. It's very difficult. Hey, you work with actors. I'm sure that there are multiple times that you have wanted to strangle somebody, but you can't and you don't, which makes you a lovely human being. But there are times in everyone's life someone annoys you enough to where you're like, mm, I wish I could do this to you, but I also know that as a good human being, I shouldn't. <laughs> so he has refused to capsize the boat. Kristoff does it himself, and Truman braces for the big waves. He hits one after another. Eventually, the boat capsizes, and as Truman is drowning, Kristoff has come to the realization of what he has done, and what he has done is wrong, and says, okay, this is enough. They stop the storm, and Truman is still alive on the boat, but obviously very worn down. Great job by Jim Carrey in this moment, because, you know, not just in this moment, but throughout the film, but this scene in particular, I wanted to point out, because, like, it is difficult to play near death and then keep going, but like he's doing it very well, like having that will to keep living while you're on the verge of death. And also like we have to keep in mind, it's not like he's doing this immediately after he's been submerged. And also when he's submerged, it's done by a stunt double. Like many of the times, that's probably not Jim Carrey being actually tossed around in the water and in the waves. like. That is probably a stunt double who deserves all the credit in the world for doing that. They put their lives on the line for some amazing stunts and stunt work. But, you know, you're probably just getting that shot. Like, Jim Carrey's just sprawled out on his on that boat, and that's the shot that we're starting with. And he does a very good job of just playing that near-death experience. So, you know, wanted to shout out that. Something that no, just... Right. I mean, when you're acting on your own, you've got... You're not... Yeah, obviously you don't have another actor to react to. You need to imagine and react to the scenario. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he does very well. It's very well. He does, he does. So he manages to get back onto the boat. And he is sailing, and he makes it to the edge of the dome where the boat crashes into the wall. Truman goes up the wall, touches it, tries to break through the wall. This isn't going very well. And we have an instrumental which starts to build and Truman can't break through the wall. He starts to cry, but he doesn't give up. He starts to walk along the edge of the dome until he gets to some stairs. He heads up the stairs, and Kristoff says he wants to talk to him. And Truman sees an exit. He pushes the door open. And then for the first time, at least in the film, I'm assuming for the first time in his life, Kristoff speaks directly to Truman, telling him he can speak. Like, it's okay. Truman is obviously startled by this and tells him to speak. And that he can hear him. Truman asks, who are you? Kristoff explains that he's the creator of the TV show that gives hope and joy and inspiration to millions. And Truman asks, who am I? And Kristoff responds, you are the star. Truman asks if anything was real. Or sorry, Truman asks if nothing was real. And Kristoff says, you were real. That's what made you so good to watch. Which... I've already explained why this isn't true, but fine. Truman then turns to leave and Kristoff tells him there is no more truth out there than there is in the world that he created for him. The same lies 
the same deceit. But in this world, he has nothing to fear. He says he knows Truman better than he knows himself. I don't think so. so... This, is the, this is the uh, omniscient God element that comes up in Christoph. Yeah. Where yeah, he, he yeah, basically views himself as God and knowing, thinking in, yeah. Definitely. Truman says, you know, no, you didn't. You never had a camera in my head. Christoph says you're afraid. That's why you can't leave. It's okay. I understand. He's been watching him his whole life. When he was born, his first step, first day of school, when he lost his first tooth. You can't yeah. leave, Truman. You belong first here time with he me. Himself. Yeah. First time he grabbed himself. <laughs> he was there for all of it. Sylvia is praying to God that he can do it. Christoph tells him to talk to him. Say something. Truman doesn't respond. And Christoph says, say something, goddammit. You're on TV. Live to the whole world. Truman turns and says, in case I don't see ya, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. And with a beautiful smile, he smiles to everyone, he chuckles, the music builds, he gives a beautiful, elegant bow, turns, and walks out of the dome. We see Sylvia then run out of her house. Everybody watching is thrilled that he has made it out, everyone except for Kristoff, who is flabbergasted. And it ends with Scully and his partner going, okay, what else is on? Yeah, where's the TV guide? <laughs> it's such a good... Uh, I love that they put that in there because it just sums up what audiences can be like with reality TV or just entertainment in general. It's like, oh, well, that's done. What else is on? What else? Yeah, what, what's next? What's next? Yeah, but also, like, I love the fact that it's like, okay, where's the TV guide? Like, we've been watching this for so long. Like, we, we don't even know what else is yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> like, what else is on TV? Um, <laughs> Oh, back in the day when TV guides were a thing. <laughs> it would be good in a way if nothing of interest is on or you just want, you know, like people put a sport on in the background or some music. You just have the Truman Show on. Yeah. And I mean, like, by the time that this episode releases, we have another show out on Co-op Forge, which is sports. But the whole concept there is that I miss a lot of sports living in London and we're talking mainly about Seattle sports teams. And so it's just like, yeah, I miss a lot of sports. But then when I do watch sports, cause I do really enjoy sports, I have them on in the background. I'm not like paying attention fully. Like I'm kind of paying attention, but it's on in the background. So I understand like why they would have Truman on in the background. And Christoph explains this. Like some people just leave them on just so that there's something there, some type of company, some type of like background noise. It's like, it makes sense. So yeah, yeah. But that's where the film ends. And as I always do at the end of a film, I have some statistics on how it did in the world of, you know, ratings and everything. So it has an 8.2 out of 10 on IMDb. So very well done there. A 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. It is 137 on the IMDb Top 250. So very, very well done. It released in 1998 and had a budget of 60 million US dollars. And its box office was 
264.1 million dollars so did incredible overall global or is that just global i'm not gonna lie i use wikipedia to tell me the budget and the box office numbers (laughs) so (laughs) thank you wikipedia I like how growing up, Wikipedia was like, ah, you can't use this because it's, like, unreputable. And now, Wikipedia is somewhat reputable. <laughs> so well, it's okay. I, I don't mind using it as a starting point, you know, so if I really, yeah. really don't know something, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that, that can be interesting. Yeah. Exactly. And I feel like when I'm looking at, like, numbers of, like, a budget, like, I feel like those are going to be pretty okay if I look at Wikipedia. Like, there's not a whole lot that you can change of, like, hey, here facts um of like statistical facts that you could look up and find somewhere else as well so you know definitely there are other things that can happen um do you it was avida the argentinian uh oh yeah with dictator's um, wife yeah 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 so I remember in high school we had to do, and this is why like Wikipedia isn't a credible source many of the times, but I remember in high school we were writing a paper about this and my friend and I went on there and just changed it because we could, and we changed her death to um, she died by falling down the stairs when in reality she died with cancer, if I remember correctly, and somebody apparently used that and stated that she died by falling down the stairs and we were like aha we caught you (laughs) (laughs) like they wrote that in their paper and we were like yes Um, i mean i think it did get changed back but also like we were 14 like maybe like yeah 14 year olds are gonna do things and silly things so anyway back to the truman show uh it had 69 nominations across multiple different things it had 40 wins in total in terms of kind of like the big nominations it had three oscar nominations and the three nominations that it had if imdb wants to load for me why is it not loading why oh there we go okay so the three nominations for the oscars were the Best Actor in a Supporting Role for Ed Harris. Best Director as Peter Weir. That's how I pronounce uh, the yeah. name? Yes. Okay, lovely. And Best Writing Screenplay written directly for the screen with Andrew Nicole. I think that's how you say his name. And then in the other world of the BAFTAs, it did get multiple nominations and it also had three winners so it was nominated for best film it was nominated for best performance by an actor in a supporting role for ed harris it was nominated for best cinematography by peter bizio i want to say that's how i pronounce his name again i'm not perfect on names listeners if anyone knows how to pronounce one of these let me know and i will make sure that that gets in there and amend that but it was also nominated for Best Special Effects, and that was Michael J. McAllister, Brad Cuhan, Craig Barron, and Peter Chensey. But then it also had three BAFTA winners, where it won for the award for Direction, which Peter Weir won the award for Direction. It also had Best... It also won for the Best Product Design, so well done to Dennis Gasner. 
And then the last winner was, again, the best screenplay, original screenplay with Andrew Nicole. But that's how it did in terms of, you know, getting awards and it was highly, highly successful, which makes sense. I've heard about this movie a lot. I think it was a great movie. Definitely there were things that, you know, I was slightly confused about, but, you know, we move. Didn't he win at the Golden Globes? Golden Globes. Let me check. I think Jim Carrey won Best Actor at the Golden Globes. I feel it. Golden, I feel it in my waters. Golden Globes USA. Let's see. Uh, they cleaned up at the Golden Globes. I don't normally look at the Golden Globes, but I probably well, should. No one really gives a, seems to give a crap, really, about the I Golden mean, Globes, it, especially not anymore. Uh, but. They uh they did not go well the other night that they were on. Um, for context, listeners, we are recording this on January 9th. So a couple days ago was the Golden Globes of this year, and they were interesting. So yes, Jim Carrey did win uh best performance by an actor in a major motion picture in drama, and then uh Ed Harris also won for his uh, best performance by an actor in a supporting role. Um, and then they also won best score at the Golden Globes. So, oh, okay. yeah. The music was yeah. quite nice from memory. The music was beautiful. I don't know what it was up against in terms of the Oscar and BAFTA nominations. Not completely sure. But I want to say, you know, it was probably something else that was iconic that came yeah, I'm out. I'm trying to think because I think saving... Um, Saving Private sorry, Ryan. Saving Private Ryan came out. I okay, ninety eight, maybe. Possibly, I haven't seen that film, so I don't actually yeah. know when when it came out. But I think it's ninety eight. Yeah. But that's worth watching too. Completely Great, I'll add it to the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, very different than Jim Carrey running around and being Jim <laughs> yeah. Carrey a little bit. Um, but yeah, yeah. I think it was a very very well done film. Nobody gets shot in the Truman Show. That is true. I mean, they tried to drown somebody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's the film. I absolutely enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, Do you have any final thoughts on the film before we wrap up here? Just be aware of your surroundings. You may be in a TV show and you don't know it. So stay sharp, people. Be on the lookout. Don't trust anyone. No one. Can I trust myself? Possibly. Oh, okay, cool. I, I mean, as Truman just... says, no one could see in his mind, as you said. So that no is one knows true. what you're You didn't thinking. have a camera in my brain. But oh, on that wonderful Report. note. You need to watch Minority what? Report. Sorry. Minority Report. I think yeah, I've Tom, seen that Tom one. Cruise. Yeah, yes, I good. think I have seen that one. See, I do watch films. Just not ones that people expect me to have seen. It's all so, about, you know, court crime and that's where we're prob you know, we're heading there, people. We anyway. anyway, if people want to find you out in the world doing things uh in the land down under, as just we say. Just look out your window. <laughs> just look out my window. Okay. All right. Nah. <laughs> how can how can people find you, Adam? How can they keep up with what you're up to? Uh yeah, if people could uh, they can check out my website, adamdeertheatre.com. Or you can check out on Facebook, Reindeer Productions, but Deer is D-E-A-R because that's my surname. What a genius idea. Well done, me. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, you can check out those sites and see what I'm up to. I'm just in the process of putting on a, a one-act play that I wrote. 
So I'm uh, called Too Stinky to Bear, which is a fun kids show. Uh, but yeah, it'd be good to hear from people. Thanks so much for having yeah. me, mate. Of course. Thank you so much for joining listeners. Thank you so much for listening. And until next week, when we start talking about another Barbie film, I'll catch y'all later. <laughs>